Welcome to Exiles, a Gospel of Mark podcast. We are coming to you from Grace Church in Erie, Pennsylvania, where we're going to be talking about ancient truths and the person of Jesus and taking those things into our daily life. Visit whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark for the sermons and resources that we're basing our conversation on and join in the conversation with us. Um, I'm going to introduce our panel for today. My name is Danielle. I've been working at Grace and uh, some level since about 1999, 2000. Um, we are answering today our favorite form of caffeine to help you guys get mm-hmm. to know us. I think mine is probably just like iced coffee, like no sugar, but cream or milk of some sort. Next. Hi, Sarah McCoskell. I have been at Grace for over a year now. I think I'm going on a year and a half, I think. Yeah. It starts to just melt. It, it's, it's like all morphine into just, yeah. yeah, one thing. My favorite form of caffeine is Celsius. I met two a day. Uh, sponsor. <laughs> looking for sponsorships <laughs> and it is delicious is it yes okay. the is orange is my favorite here here is the thing though like celsius i love the like bam in the teeth like as soon as you drink it like you feel like i can literally feel a course in my veins so it is an addiction so is it like sugar based uh, addicted to it is there sugar in it? No, it's like green tea. Okay. It's like so healthy. It is <laughs> it a says healthy. no sugar, <laughs> yeah. but it gets you jazzed out it's your mind. Like There's something else in there. So healthy. <laughs> I call it the healthy version of Monster. Next. It's pretty much like I don't know if I'm more scared for your dentist or your urologist or what. Punch um, my teeth. So uh, my name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here at Grace. Been here for a little over a year and a half. Um, my favorite form of caffeine intake is just classic drip coffee. But here's the thing. Uh, what's the pot? You're not actually supposed to wash it. I don't, I don't know if you guys know. This. No, no, no. At, over time, there's like a stank that builds up. Oh, a and patina. It, it adds character so you actually don't wash it. You just let it go as long as you can stomach it, and it just adds. You, you can't replicate it. What so, do you mean as long as you can stomach it? I mean, at some point there's like, mold. Like when you see the mold, clean it, but that was, that it was adds character. I think I'm going for Celsius. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a Celsius train. I agree. It's the only way to drink coffee. Ooh. Also, I don't know if it's stank, but we'll look up the real thing. <laughs> And get back to you. Stephen. My name is Stephen. I'm the resident Scotsman here at Grace. I've been here for three and a half years. I have a beautiful wife and I have three kids uh, Marlo, Alex, and Soren. Not in that particular order. Okay. But Does I your have wife has a name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's called Nicole. Okay, anyway, she's called I'm, Nicole. <laughs> she's called Nicole. She is. All right, good. Now, onto my caffeine. Okay. Um, my per- I, see, I don't drink coffee, though. That's oh, the thing. But that's not the only but, thing. Caffeine. I know. Right. So, I guess my form of caffeine would be pre workout. Okay. And I have been known to, during <laughs> the course of the day, uh, maybe indulge in some pre workout when I'm feeling tired. Mm-hmm. Do you oh, okay. do the pre workout that makes your skin tingle? <sighs> Like a so C4. I moved. So I, I did have the C4, and um, my just, heart almost exploded. Like it. Matt it's, had me have that stuff one time, and I thought my like veins were going to leave my yes. body. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is wild. Yeah. So like I, so I use this um, pre workout like by Jock, <laughs> Jocko Willinks, I think is how again you say looking his for name? sponsors. More if sponsors, anyone's interested, looking for sponsors. Yeah, and that doesn't give you tingly. Veins, no, so our itchy face, our, oh, our those wow. itchy things. Anyway, okay, guys, on. that was. Yeah, we'll get it together next time. So, well, yeah, we, uh, yeah, as you guys know, we talk about, we want to talk about 
what we're talking about on in the sermons and what we're learning in Mark, um, but we really want to be intentional about talking about what's happening in our real lives. So we asked just for a little bit here at the beginning, Pastor Derek to come and talk about uh, some real life stuff uh, that happened with him a couple weeks ago. And um, yeah, let's give him a minute to talk. Is that not the best intro ever? <laughs> yeah. What do you want me to talk about, Danielle? Um, yeah, you going to tell us your caffeine? Yeah. My caffeine over the last co- little bit came through IV <laughs> <laughs> because I was in the hospital yeah. unexpectedly. And uh, we're saying this is kind of like acting as a proof of life uh, yeah. <laughs> video. So I wish I had a newspaper to hold up. But yeah, oh. um, it has. Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. I uh, had a uh, just had a little uh, thing in my neck like. Two months ago, almost like mm-hmm. a little pop in my neck, felt a weird thing in my head. Have had a pretty consistent headache since then, mm-hmm. and so it set off a series of events that turns out to be unrelated to what happened, which um, is crazy, which is totally crazy and really Providence. providential, yeah. um, really providential. That uh, really it set set me in line to have some tests to get an MRI. The MRI was the key um, because I had an MRI, and uh, when my neurologist saw it. Um, immediately had me admitted to the hospital pretty urgently and quickly and scarily for yeah. me. And I think for all, all of the staff, it was just kind of a sudden thing that, um, and uh, so because it turns out I had a stroke um, that is asymptomatic, so I mm-hmm. wasn't aware that I'd had it, but the it had happened between a week and two weeks before the MRI, which was like, five weeks after the original incident. So again, the original incident had nothing to do with it. All it did was position me in an MRI at exactly the right time to see that I had a recent stroke Mm. so that they could um, give me medication that would prevent a bigger stroke because a great predictor of big strokes is little strokes, apparently. So so I'm very, very thankful to God. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very thankful to... um, our staff, my family, the people that and pastors really across Pennsylvania who I was supposed to be gathering with, uh, who were all praying and and uh, just for all the prayers of people who knew what was going on, so that um, you know I, I just I'm 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 amazed at God's kindness mm-hmm. uh, to uh, um, to allow it to happen that way. Yeah. So. So anyway, yeah, yeah, I've got hospital stories. <laughs> I've got all kind of stories, but uh, yeah. but the real the real thing is that. Uh, I'm okay. I'm going to be on medicine, medicine for the rest of my life, probably yeah. to prevent strokes and things like that. Um, and uh, I don't think it's as bad as the like if you cut yourself shaving, you're going to bleed to death medicine. I'm on um, that one. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, luckily. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, yeah. So. But, but interestingly, <laughs> interestingly, they told me <clears throat> it's not really that you have to worry about. It's more just like internal bleeding. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I never thought fall. about that. Well, fall or hit. Fall. Does that like, make the anxiety less, or does that make it more? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's well, fine. and then it goes all the way into like you know, don't. I'm prescribing to this one like don't eat kale because it can cut oh, your insides. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, perfect. No green, no green. Yeah, yeah no green yeah. leafy things. Yeah, Shoot. no green well, leafy. Darn, oh well, darn. I guess I just burgers. Yeah, right. just burgers. <laughs> oh, uh, wrong Hold message. Wrong so, message. <laughs> so I will say that the one of the crazy things was seeing my seeing a picture of my own brain. Oh. Yeah, what? Yeah. And then seeing something wrong with it so there's like this bright spot on it where they're like there's the stroke Mm. and the picture of the brain and then they're they're going here's the stroke over here right on this outside part Mm. 
and they move the little pointer over a half inch and then they're like, here's your speech and oh my gosh. thinking yeah. another half inch, here's your motor skills and whatever. Yeah. And it just happened in a place where I have no uh, repercussions uh, that, that are noticeable. I mean, I'm right. driving, I'm talking, I'm preaching this weekend. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful yeah. to God. Yeah. So. That's an update. I'm alive. Yeah. It's all good. That's a little bit of backstory. Well, it and reminds me of too. Was it last week where we talked about the difference between like trials and, t- and temptation, testing, and, yeah. or yeah. testing and temptation, yeah, and good. how you know yeah. this is was and probably is setting you up for yeah. I think what is obviously a trial. Yeah. Um. You know whether it's you know you're finding out more as you go or you know things are great or whatever, but like mm-hmm. how kind of God to say, like pull back the curtain and say, here's what I see. Here's what I see on the inside of you that you don't see physically. Yeah, like literally right. you had no idea. No idea. And also like going forward, it'll be just cool to watch what, yeah. what happens and what you learn from yeah, it. And, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So there you go. Here. Get back to the podcast. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Have a, thanks have for, a great one. Thanks, thanks for popping in. Yep. I should say pop. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> the there we choice. go. We needed a good transition. There we go. I'm back. But speaking of ordinary heroes, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Surrounded by ordinary heroes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, in the, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Derek. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, uh, sure. Derek was surrounded by ordinary heroes. <laughs> yes, ordinary heroes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it is crazy what people who work in hospitals, like just their daily life, what it mm-hmm. looks like. It was, I remember the, when I was in the hospital, the, the one guy, the nurse that was really cool said to me like, okay, see you later. And I was like, okay. And I thought that meant like, see you later, like never again, whatever. And then I like woke up and he was there again. And I was like, oh, right. Later. You come back here every 12 hours. <laughs> cool. I'll see you like five more later. Like it was, just, yeah, it's just it's their wild. life. Yes. Like you, it's so transactional, like sometimes with medical stuff. But when you're in the hospital, you see like whoa, like them slogging through and literally saving people's lives. Mm. Literally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tim, good. No. That was just, I was agreeing with you. Oh, but Derek okay. did say that his one nurse did watch Grace Online. Oh, good. And so I thought that was really cool that, like a God wink, which we've talked about. We have. It was like his own little God wink. Like he said, the nurse like came in and she, you know, said that she does watch Grace. And I thought that was kind of cool that he had someone that. Mm-hmm. Mm. That would make me nervous. I'd be like, but if there's one that likes me, there's three that hate me. <laughs> do I get have any of the ones that don't like me? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, okay, so today, uh, speaking of or- ordinary heroes, we're talking about Pastor Sarah's sermon. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give a quick, you know, just outline. So her big idea was an ordinary life with Jesus is extraordinary. And Jesus built his ministry in ordinary places with ordinary people in extraordinary ways. And I think like, let's just start with the setting the scene. So what we're talking about is calling on the four and they're fishing and Jesus says, hey, let's go do this thing. And they're like, okay. That's what we hear. That's what we get from Mark, basically. That's my summary. Cliff notes of a cliff note. (laughs) (laughs) And they just dropped all their stuff and we're like, so... My head spun when I was reading this portion. And I guess like my question is to all of you is, would you be able to just drop everything and just go? And I guess my thought process is, what was the conversation like Mm -hmm. 
between Jesus and them when mm-hmm. he approached them. In the Bible, it looks as if he said what he said, and they were like, okay. And they just like dropped their stuff and just left. Yeah. Yeah. We don't get the actual. And, I, and, my, yeah. and so I guess like in my mind, why I'm reading it, I'm like, what would actually happen if it was yourself? What would the questions be? Like, what would you, like, would you be able just to be like, okay, well, what do I do with my boat? Like, do you have all these questions? <laughs> like, so if, I, if I'm in their shoes, I'm in their moment. Yeah. Like, am I thinking about, I'm, I'm thinking at it as he says this thing to them and they have to, they are 100% fully trusting that he is the Messiah. And they're like, yes, we're going to do it. We're going to leave our mm. families. We're going to drop all of our stuff. We're going to leave our boat here, which is our livelihood. We're going to do all these things and we're just going to take off. Yeah. And P.S., you're getting to this, but they didn't actually know right. that he was. Oh my gosh, yes. Right. So yes, we, I had ha- we have mm-hmm. the benefit of- Yes, yes the history, the story, and we still are like, oh, I don't know if I would. Uh-huh. And they didn't have that. They were going on what, what they had recently seen and heard and what he was talking to them about. And then I wonder, if you're in the presence of him at that moment, was there something that was just, they just knew mm. and they really were like, yeah, like I, this is it. Like, let's do it. Yeah, that's cool to think about. Yeah, would you, what would you guys do? Yeah, so I, Today. I, I think I have a, a couple of responses to yeah. that or- because I've been thinking about it too. Like I think I think what's clear is that a true encounter with Jesus provokes your heart in a way okay. that is unlike any yeah, other. Absolutely. Yep. Right. And I think you see that consistently throughout the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Even even his interaction with Nicodemus. Yeah. yeah. Heart was stirred. Even even interactions with the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a there was a provocation that took mm-hmm. place. Right. Stirred right. in a different way. Definitely stirred, and the response was just different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's true. Mm-hmm. That. Jesus's presence uh, initiates or provokes a response mm-hmm. um, or a feeling that requires a response. Yeah. Um, so I think we see that. But I think what's also unique, I was I was kind of doing a little bit of reading up on it as well, is that, and Sarah mentions this too, that rabbis didn't call their students. Right. Right. So, so that was unique mm-hmm. um, in that Jesus went, come and follow me. But what was also unique, Sarah didn't mention this, is that the call to follow me I mean, say hypothetically a rabbi were to do that, which mm-hmm. wasn't culturally, you know, correct. Mm-hmm. Say he were to do that, he still would not use the words to come follow me. Yeah, good point. Because, because the allegiance was to Torah, right? The first five books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So these students were, were buying into a way of life, mm-hmm. but the ultimate authority was not the rabbi. Yeah. The ultimate authority was the word of God, and sure. that's what they were subscribing to, and they were committing to a a way of life that would require them to study it and to know it in and out. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's a lot of uniqueness about Jesus' mm-hmm. call that I think we need to consider as well. Like, So Jesus is not saying, come and follow Torah. Right. He's saying, me. come and follow mm-hmm. me. Oh, such a good yeah. point, Stephen. Thank you. Um, and so I think that that has yeah. to play a part in this like, Oh my gosh, like there's a stirring, like mm-hmm. there's something really special about this guy because he even in saying that, come and follow me, he's claiming a higher authority than mm-hmm. these the sacred yeah. texts mm-hmm. that this Jewish nation would have like built you know, yeah, they, themselves on. They built themselves yeah. on, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they right. would have recognized that. That yeah. this call is also different than a call I mean different 100%. profession. There wouldn't oh, yeah. been a, but they wouldn't that's different. And mm-hmm. and I think I think another couple of things are also true in that 
the other gospels will tell us that there was an acquaintance. Like it wasn't like Jesus was just some stranger, yeah, you know, walking up to a park yeah. and like, hey, come follow me. Oh. And then yeah. we were on the swings and we jumped off the swings, you know. <laughs> right. So like they knew, and John had obviously prepared the way as well. Right. So there was like an anticipation. Yeah, yeah they had some okay. and cultural, yeah. Jesus was a rabbi, so it would have been really cool for these blue collar people yeah. mm. to actually be chosen by mm-hmm. a rabbi. Um, yeah. To be like, oh, mm-hmm. you were you were rejected, and now you're being accepted. You want me? Like so I think there's multiple factors. Yeah, that's great. That being said, I don't know what my response would be. <laughs> still, still. <laughs> yeah. I am very confident my response has been like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Yeah. When are we going to go home? What are we yep. going to, like, there is, <laughs> Where are like, we sleeping? Some, you know, yeah. oh, the Israelites had, like, a pillar of of fire uh-huh. in yeah. a seven, and I'm like, oh. No, I don't do not think I would have followed that. And if I did, I'd have been complaining with everybody else. Like <laughs> I know I know where my heart would have taken me. Sure. So it but it that's and that's such a cool way to also read scripture and to mm-hmm. and we gotta be careful about reading ourselves into the wrong parts, but like putting right. yourself in there, uh, mm-hmm. and like if you were watching this scene unfold, if you were, I don't know, one of the the fifth fisherman who was mm-hmm. like, Where are you going? Yeah, like right. what would you have felt like? Yeah. Just and it just brings like the radical Boy, yeah, because they didn't know this is the Messiah. Mm-mm. They could feel something clearly, yeah, and they followed they it. But yeah. Yeah, it's just—it's a cool new perspective to look at Scripture and to read these same old stories again. Like, yeah, holy, what would they, what were they thinking? Yeah. What was going through their head? Mm-hmm. Sarah put it in her sermon. She said, "When Jesus calls, our lives turn. Yes, and it's no longer me and my life, but it's my life centered on His life." Hmm. And so today, for us, that's still true. It's not, it's not a net. It's not a boat. It's not like a buttoned-up little like story that we tell. But it happens today. And I was even thinking about. Well, this might be too much off. The, you guys tell me if I'm off the, <laughs> off the subject here. But I, literally driving in today, uh, Dave and I were having a conversation about a couple of friends that um, two different situations, but they were like married and are now like on the path of of getting divorced. And the common thread in both of those stories is that these people were close to Jesus and they had like followed that call and they slowly started like distancing themselves Mm. from Jesus. Mm. And it might've just been because I had listened to this sermon, but I was thinking like, we have this thing where when Jesus calls us, we can start to build our life on and around him. Mm -hmm. The opposite is also true. Mm -hmm. And so you start, like, even I'm sure this happened to you guys. Like, maybe you've seen somebody five years later, you know, I haven't seen him in a while, and you're like, what happened to them? Yeah. yeah. And what it's small, it's the opposite of our discipleship mm-hmm. question. Yeah. So yeah. Small steps of small disobedience choices. or choices that are and like it compounds. Right. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I'll give you, I think I could safely give this example because I don't really live here, but all of a sudden, you find yourself talking to a friend from high school who is in a relationship with a person in prison instead of with her husband and kid. Oh. And the, and they're just like telling you that like no one's talking to me. Everybody's mad at me. I hope you're happy for me. What? And Dave's like, "I am not happy for you. What? Who are you?" Yeah. You know. Yeah. So anyway, that's all on my mind. Just thinking of how what a gift it is. It's a gift up. it's a gift to receive the call, but yeah. but the apostles they could have said no. no. Absolutely. Like, got it. God is sovereign and the spirit was working and they were pricked by like who is this guy and mm-hmm. but they could have said no and that small step of obedience and we can say no. Sure. So that's the opportunity to like say yes to Jesus and these steps of obedience that compound positively fantastic. Yeah. There's also a little bit of just kind of 
the word's not coming to me, but yeah. not fear, but like it's weighty because mm-hmm. we can also choose to step away from yeah. the call that Jesus has placed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like I'm looking at Jesus's words here in verse yeah. 15, um, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. And then he says it, repent mm-hmm. and believe, and believe. Mm-hmm. in the gospel. So repent. And that's, I mean, when we think of repent, if you grew up in the church, right. you know, you think of it as this turning from sin, but it literally just means to turn from, turn. right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's turning from that which you have relied on as a source of dot, 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 fill in the blank, right? And, and so, you know, in a lot of ways that does become sin because mm-hmm. if our ultimate source, mm-hmm. our reliance is not in Christ himself, mm-hmm. then, you know, tra- trace that line down, you mm-hmm. eventually landed some sin choices. Sure. Um, but just a simple decision is to repent. So he's looking at these guys and yeah. it's like, I want you to repent mm-hmm. and then I want you to believe the good news yeah. that is about me. So he's saying, I just want you to to turn from mm-hmm. and turn to, and that's what the belief means, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're gonna, you're gonna choose to believe something new, um, and and that something new for them is their source of life, reliance, belief, all of that mm-hmm. um, is this is this newness that they're about to walk in. Um, so I think Jesus Himself keeps it so simple mm-hmm. and practical. Yeah. Like you can just imagine, like the the vastness of that term. Sure. It's just like I want you guys to repent. That's it. And believe. Yeah. I want you to repent and believe. And they're going, well, we were fishermen. So, all right, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) We're not anymore. Right. Right. Okay. So I think this goes with that, but um, Sarah had a couple of good Tim Keller quotes in her message. Yes, she did. This one is really cool. The essence of other religions is advice. Christianity is essentially news. Other religions say this is what you have to do in order to connect to God forever. This is how you have to live in order to earn your way to God. But the gospel says this is what has been done in history. This is how Jesus lived and died and earned the way to God for you. Christianity is completely different. It's joyful news. Well, that aligns with uh, oh, two weeks ago. I don't know. Yeah, this is going to happen plenty. Like which sermon was it? But uh, but Derek talked about like other religions are I mean same same concept other religions are a striving after like a way of sure. life yeah. whereas Christianity is actually based on a historical event mm-hmm. like it's what Jesus it's like done past tense it's mm-hmm. not what you're doing there's an aspect of course of doing <coughs> and our choices but like the fact that it has been done and it is a sure thing and it's historical and you can hang your hat on that like that I guess it maybe what, what Tim Keller is getting at is it changes the flavor of same words, but they're going to hit so much differently. Mm. Do this because that's how you're going to make it to X, Y, and Z, rather than do this because look at what has been done for you. Look at the foundation that's been laid. It just, you could say the same words, but coming at it from a different angle, I guess, uh, you know, a way of life versus a historical rooted fact, mm-hmm. it changes the way it hits. It yeah. changes the way it lands. Yeah, it's this idea of what God has done for us first. Like that's the first step, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the first step. And and every in this in Tim Keller's quote, rest in peace, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, giant, wonderful guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but it, but in that quote, it's it, it starts with you, mm-hmm. right? Every other religion. I mean, there is a <laughs> deity, sure. um, but in order to attain closeness with that deity, it starts with you. Mm-hmm. And it's your steps, and it's your steps. 
Christianity is different in the sense that it starts with God. Yeah. Um, and I keep going back to that um, illustration that Derek also used, probably in the same sermon, mm-hmm. is, you know, if I'm looking at my kid when he was two, mm-hmm. you know, at this point, Marlo yeah. could probably jump up and grab me, but, <laughs> um, but he wants picked up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, well, no, I'm not coming down there. You know, you're going to have to find your yeah. way up there. Like, that's not a, that's not loving. That, yeah. That's not a loving father. And so we just have this beautiful picture mm-hmm. of a God who, yes, is angry at the sin choices that we've made. We are separated from him, but simultaneously, and I never understood how you could simultaneously be angry, but loving at the same time until you became a, oh, a, yeah. a parent. <laughs> yeah, and I'm true. like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm furious at it's you. true. But I'm still going to do everything for you um, or everything I can for you in order to move you from the choices that you've made. Mm -hmm. And so I just I just love that picture. It's just so helpful for me. Um, And so I resonated a lot with Tim Keller's quote. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And just the idea that, again, I, I think we're just all saying the same thing in different ways, but we get to follow this amazing God with this incredible news and I think sometimes the struggle is we turn what we get to do into like achievements based things. That's human stuff that we're doing mm-hmm. to what God is calling us to. I don't think, you know, obviously it would be, we've talked about this before, but it'd be just like if you got married and like you never talked to your spouse again, he obviously doesn't want that. But I think <laughs> sometimes we can, we can turn it into so much achievement that um, we're doing what the other religions are doing and yeah, God has nothing correct. to do with that. Yeah. And that's what we get to do becomes it. what we have to do. Right. And I think that's a natural like inclination of the human heart yeah. is to systematize and, you know, mm-hmm. get the, the weighing scales out. And so mm-hmm. like supernatural that, that we would go that way, but it's not what we have to do. No. It's what we get to do because of what Jesus has done. Yeah. Uh, why do you think we're talking about ordinary people? Why do you think that was the path that God took? Even before, even before mm-hmm. this call, right, um, that we're reading about. Yeah, King David was mm-hmm. a shepherd boy. He was the last in the yep. family. Um, yeah, even Mo- Jacob. Moses was Moses. Yep. abandoned mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. stumbling man mm-hmm. probably had a stutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I just think I think it's the inclination of the sinful heart mm-hmm. to chase after that which is beautiful and gorgeous and um, impressive. Yeah. Uh, and powerful and all of those things. Uh, I think you see it seeping into the church, sure. especially in the Western world. 100%. Like how many beautiful, pretty churches, amazing, like impressive churches do we have? Um, dare I say we have to fight against it here as well? That's why um, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, right. We do. We actually do. But I think unchecked, it's just a natural inclination. Mm-hmm. And and I would say, you know, we're talking about next small steps of obedience mm-hmm. or will be, that's one of the hardest things for me um, mm-hmm. because I, I love to measure success. Yeah. Uh, and I sure. love to be, I love my list and I love to literally check off my items on my list. Mm-hmm. Like Nicole will tell you at the end of the day, if I haven't closed down the day well, I'm not oh. a great husband and I'm mm-hmm. not a great father mm-hmm. um, because I'm distracted. Um, and in a sense, that's good. God's designed you like that, and you're incredibly efficient. Yes. But... But my struggle then is, you know, what's my next small step of obedience out of this? It's And it's I think it's going to be a constant and mm. a forever battle um, mm-hmm. or a discipline that I will just have to continue to try and obtain. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's literally sitting and being present with God mm. in His Word. 
Oh. And not even like, because I, I want to make it a chore. You know, I did it. Yeah. I checked it off. Because it feels good. Wow. Yeah. Or to even accomplish. like, oh, I read, oh, I learned oh, something I new. Um, and in, in, I learn more things yeah. about him, but I don't necessarily learn who he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, I do. Mm -hmm. There's like that, you know, oh, I know more information mm -hmm. about Mike, but my relationship with Mike hasn't necessarily exactly. strengthened. Right. And that is that is the constant battle of my Christian faith yeah. up until this point. Wow. And I think wow. the the Christian, I mean, I think there's the Christian life is like walking on a knife edge. Mm. Like there's there's oh. passivity. Like I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just God did it right, so I'm good. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold on till I die and mm. get to heaven, right? And I'm not gonna worry about steps of obedience. And then there's misplaced activity. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do all these things and try to reach up to God, even though that's actually not how it works. And so like. The, the right answer is, is activity that's well-placed, but that's, that's cool. also that rests in what God has done. And I just, I feel like my Christian life is always, it's on a knife edge, mm -hmm. and I'm slipping mm -hmm. and sliding on either, and I'm just trying to get back and balance. And once I do, I, you know, then I'm over activity. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's You're like a fill, like you fill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so the human heart is just, boy, the mm -hmm. depths of sin in my own heart <laughs> and the pull towards either one of those, but... But it's not necessarily the success, it's the, the obedient steps. Regardless of what it looks like from the outside, it's the mm -hmm. repenting and the believing yeah. over and over and over mm -hmm. again and the, the, the effort to walk with the Holy Spirit on that knife's edge yeah. to the best of, of your ability with the help of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I want to touch base back on what Stephen said in regards to having a checklist mm -hmm. with God mm -hmm. or like it becomes a chore. I had several years that I went through where I just went through a lot with God. I could not get past the checklist. Mm. I couldn't get past the to-do. And I don't know if it's something of how I grew up in the church I grew up in, mm. like from a young age, put into my brain that you have to do this, this, and this every day with God and you're, or you're not good at, you know, you're not mm -hmm. a good Christian and things like that. I don't know. But what happened to me was become, because I came so fixated on this to-do list and it became a chore, mm -hmm. no one likes chores. And then you avoid the chore Unless and then really all you're doing, yeah. And then all you're doing is making your relationship with Jesus something that you are like procrastinating on because you don't want to do your chore because you're constantly tired mm. of feeling like you're failing. Mm. You're constantly feeling like I didn't do my to-do list and you're making him a to-do list instead of a relationship. And I, he has brought me far over, you know, COVID was a big year. I mean, of quarantine where I was able to, he really took that opportunity to mess with me with that. Like, we're going to break this down mm -hmm. and I'm still like struggling, but things are way better. Like he has brought me so far, but you miss out on the relationship. If you're constantly trying to do a list, he's not a list. He's a relationship. Like, and that's really difficult for us. So to do. how do yeah. we, cause I think that's a, I mean, how do we do that? Cause I yeah. think it's a very common, yeah. especially in our Western culture yeah. of get things done. So how yes. do we, how do we do that? How did you guys do that? How do you do that? I'm, I'm really struggling with guilt. I think it's, you have to recognize that you're doing it that's and good. you have to recognize it and stop. And you have to, you have to talk to him about it. You have to, you can't, it has to be something that you cannot look at it as I have to fix it. I can't fix it. Mm -hmm. And I know that. So I just, I just kept talking to him about it. I'm like, I don't want to be like this anymore. I hate this. This is driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm sitting down right now to have my 
chair time or my reading time or whatever, and I'm looking at it as, oh, I have to hurry up and get this done today. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Like that, So every time I do it, I, I literally, I yell at myself and then I cry out. And what, it, I mean, it literally sounds like the way you're talking to the microphone right now. Like when you talk, I mean, you literally <laughs> oh, just talk to again. Jesus. <laughs> but I'm saying like, it's yes, that simple. We, it's like yes, literally just yes. talking to Jesus. Yes. Hello, it's I'm that simple. struggling. Are you there? <laughs> like, yes, he's there, of course. But for me, yes, I literally just, I just yell so out. You're like I do sassy. a lot of yelling. Yeah, yeah, you're like sassy <laughs> version for Mike. He missed it. Oh, you didn't, he, oh no. No, he wasn't here um, well, it depends on the situation, but normally I'm just like, Jesus, hello. <laughs> I'm really struggling. I need the, I'm having trouble with this. Like, I need this. Like, help me, please. And he says it over and over, though. Like, cry out. Be bold. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I don't know any other way. You know what strikes me when, you, when you're talking, Sarah? And I think this is part of what I, I struggle with. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I think I'm resonating with what you have that I don't have is like this, this deep confidence and belief. Yes. That he will um, just take care of it. That that he's that he's gonna, he is going to come through. He's just going to do it because yeah. as you're talking, I'm like that. Just that sounds ridiculous to me. But at, simultaneously, <laughs> no, that's fair. I'm jealous <laughs> yeah. because I know that I'm try like, it. <laughs> maybe I will try it <laughs> <laughs> because it's the, you know, I'm, and I also recognize that I'm not going to have the moment. I may not have the moment right then and there where I feel better. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's good. It may not but you're be trusting until trusting that he's yes. going to show That's up. Yes. You're trusting. That's yep. really good. Where because I, I would can't go, do it. Okay, um, help me. I can't. But show me how I need to fix it. That, yeah. That's kind of my that's my asterisk. I cannot stress enough the peace that you feel. And don't get me wrong, I'm not this is not how this is all the time because I'm a human being. The peace that you feel when you realize that I don't have to do it. I don't I can't do it. I don't and I don't have to. So, mm. if you could just Hey, Jesus, if you could just take this, please. I can't do this. There is such a relief when you mm. let it go. And you're, but I'm going to tell you something. This is not how I was like four mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, that's, uh, it has been a four that. year trek. Yeah. Like, and again, that's a prime example. It's not going to happen right away, but I, ha- I just kept doing it and I just kept talking to him. And f- then I just started seeing things come together. Yeah, I see it as like your small steps were, if we can go in retrospect, your small steps were being honest honest and open. And yeah. really, it's a, it's a study. He already in, knows anyway. To your point, <laughs> it's a study in vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that I think that's going to be encouraging for people. It's encouraging to me just that. <laughs> just to see, you know, it, it's yeah. helpful when you can see like these markers in people's lives. And, oh, it wasn't that God came down and like audibly spoke to you and then your life changed the next day. No. Can he do that? Does he do that? Of course. Yes, it can happen. But most often... What? Oh, my gosh. I think I was just almost about to claim a song lyric as my own word. It's in a song. <laughs> but it's sticking in my brain. I think it's in a song. But basically, like, a lot of days, faith... It feels like climbing up a mountain that has mm-hmm. not moved. Hmm. So we're, you know, he can get rid of the mountains, he can do all things, but like it's the step, step, mm-hmm. step, step. Um, and so that's, that's. I can choose to make changes, and I can choose to do things in my life that I want done. And yes, I understand. I have to. I have to proactively do things alongside him. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I cannot do it without him. I can't. Yeah. And so I have just stopped fighting it. I, I like it on this side. I'm going to stay over here. I'm not going back. I'm not going back four years ago. I don't want to have anything to do with Can that. Can you pull me over? Yeah, come on. <laughs> just try it. Just try one day when you, or you're having a moment or think, just yell out. <laughs> However audibly. it looks to you, audibly. Yeah. And just, audibly? And just audibly. see how it goes. <laughs> Mike and I are like, what? In the world? <laughs> well, well do you. it in your head. 
I mean, he knows. No, he hears. No, we'll he try right. it. Wow, uh, there's it. something about the yeah verbalization of stuff, or even just listening saying things, to yourself talk, you know? like listening to mm-hmm. your words out loud, knowing that he hears you, and it. It's the know. one. It's like the one. In my opinion, it's one of the cool things about the Catholic faith. It goes wrong, obviously, but like that you have like a person that's mm-hmm. standing in for Jesus. Well, or do they th- think it's God? Whatever. The priest is the mediator, <laughs> the mediator. right? Instead of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. you have a physical yes. embodiment mm-hmm. of a God, quote unquote, that you can say things out loud to. Conversate with. Conversate. Because yeah. there's an accountability piece. Is that what you're saying? Well, there's like, an accountability piece, but there's also a like, you don't feel weird. It's like going to a therapist. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't feel weird saying to you. I mean, we do maybe if we go to them, but you have a person to talk to. Yeah. yeah. I get it. It's the not, physical. It's not like, yeah, up no, in the atmosphere. No, that's good. I don't know. Yeah, I just I think for me it's it's the it is it's a control issue, right? I know. Sure. Because mm. you 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 are handing over control, and you might not like the outcome. And <coughs> you know we're just being real. And that yeah, uh-huh. I think yeah. sometimes in my faith, that's if I'm honest, that that's where I'm at. I'm like, God, just let me solve this. Just oh my gosh, I can totally this. relate with that. Yes, um, it's <laughs> and you know cognitively, yeah. you know God it's is not- willing and work. You know God <laughs> is pro. Mm-hmm. But deep yeah. down, that yeah, I yeah, don't... like you're really not on the ground here. Let me uh, handle this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't really see anything, but yeah, you're busy. You have a lot day. going on. I'll just take it. Yeah, I'll take it off your plate. <laughs> yeah, you got lots of prayers. <laughs> yeah, got, I got. I got this one. I'm, 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 I'm resilient. Just real quick, <laughs> and then we'll get off. I promise we'll get off track on this one. But That's my right. new thing is oh, been no. like we're you know we're chatting. And I will literally ask him, how's your day going? To God? Yes. And I, I, and I stop myself and I'm like, that is me. I don't even know how, but like, it's it's almost like, I I guess. And also too, like, is anyone checking in on him? Like, you know what I mean? No one needs to, no one needs to check in on God. But in my head, I'm like, I feel bad. Like it's lonely on top sometimes. Like you need someone to check in on you. But I'm like. And that's, we've had a few laughs about that during our <laughs> moments together, but wow. I, I'm noticed I've been doing that a lot over the last couple of weeks and I don't know where that's coming There's from. There's a subset of people listening who are like <laughs> identifying so much with Sarah yeah. right now. And there is a subset who have no idea <laughs> what she has been going on and on about. So, so the battle in my head is the, is the, the jealousy that I was talking about, yeah. like just being able to be that transparent. But I'm like fighting the, is she going insane? No, that's not. Is is there a madness too? Is there something wrong? I mean, it's probably somewhere in the middle, right? It's definitely in the middle. Anyway. Anyway, okay. Thanks for listening. No, that's great. Um, (laughs) We're going to move on to some next steps for you guys. But I do want to, if you guys want to expand anymore, I think we've kind of gotten there. But any other ideas around our discipleship question today? Our next small step of obedience um, I just want to encourage people, and again, I shared this in the first episode, don't dismiss who you are as a person. Oh, that's good. Yep. Yeah. Because so many people do it. Um, and again, coming from that small church, it just taught me so much. Yeah. Within the first couple of years, we experienced tremendous growth. We were mm-hmm. like, you know, 30 people in the church and yeah. we were suddenly 140 people in the church and like there was momentum and excitement mm-hmm. and and I remember one of who became one of my elders sat me down and he was so unimpressed. 
mm. by all of that glitz and glamour mm -hmm. um, and essentially called me out mm. um, for uh, neglecting mm -hmm. Just being with people, again, that's my issue, right? Being, it's, mm -hmm. I already know that. I'm identifying calling it out. But just being with people mm -hmm. that, yeah, we were achieving these cool things, but were they great things? Were, were they yeah. godly things? Mm -hmm. Is that what God actually wanted? And, and it literally slowed, and I would even say removed the momentum. Um, but I'm wow. so grateful for that season mm -hmm. because I learned so much about those people. I learned mm -hmm. so much about myself and I came to appreciate the ordinary moments of life. Yeah. Um, and not that the ordinary moments led to extraordinary things, which can happen. Yeah, we see that here. Yeah. But that the ordinary things were actually extraordinary. Yeah. Like, and so when I look at, you mm. know, when I look at kids, yeah, it's every parent's desire that their kid would grow up and know and love Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when I look at other parents and I'm like, what's the secret sauce, right? Cause mm -hmm. that's how my brain works, right? I'm trying yeah. to try to out. figure it out. What's the secret sauce. All I can see is just consistency. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a good word. Like it wasn't some magical thing that the parent did. It wasn't like the cool activities that they took them to. Mm -hmm. It was just that they were consistent. Mm -hmm. They were there and, and, and it just highlights the ordinary stuff. And so I, I'm, I've come to learn over the years to not dismiss that which I would consider an ordinary about myself and that which I would consider ordinary about other people. Oh, yeah, and let, let's celebrate that for a second. Mm -hmm. Let's change the culture mm -hmm. and not chase after the bright and brilliant people. Mm -hmm. Right. But just look at the ordinary people who have been faithful yes. for years or who are trying to be yeah. faithful um, with the little that they have or the unimpressive stuff that they have and they're just they're present yeah um, and so I just I want to encourage people that are listening yeah, to not really dismiss good. the the right. ordinary yeah. well and I had um, I don't run out of time here you're but right. uh, at, at GLS the Global Leadership Summit put it on times too if you're running out of time in the la yeah perfect uh, <laughs> last month uh, James Clear Dr. James yeah. Clear came and spoke and uh, one of the doctor I'm pretty sure. He is oh, okay. now. Yep. He is well, now. Congrats. Congrats, Dr. <laughs> Honorary PhD. Um, I assumed. Uh, but, but one of the things he said that stuck with me, one of the things that stuck with me from that whole thing was, like, if you make a choice to be 1% better every day, mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like compound interest. 1% better every day for 365 days is 36 times better. And that's obviously a math thing, and that's not. But no, please the point is, his, his thing was... <laughs> Make a choice that makes you 1% better every day. Yeah. And so as I was thinking about this discipleship question, when I was reading over the, the manuscript, I was like, so what can I do, my relationship with God, mm -hmm. with Jesus, what can I do to be 1% better in those small, ordinary ways, being faithful to who I am, not trying to be someone yeah. else? And I mean, things like, I don't know, uh, pray with your wife. Yeah. Or your or your husband, which by the way, keep me accountable because I'm terrible at that. But yeah. like, well, that's week. like a one percent thing. Uh, you know, read a Bible story to your kids. You well, know, even every let me, night. Let me back you up from that. Maybe the maybe the one percent thing is talk to your spouse about the idea that do you would you yeah. want to pray together? Even better. Like even even opening Have, yes. these little tiny Start to entertain victories. the thought. Yeah, yeah. like would yeah. this yeah. be that's weird a good if we did that? Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. It, but it's just. And those wow. little steps and the consistency you're talking about, Stephen, yeah. compound over time sure. in a good way. And so it's, I mean, Derek talked about leaving your garage door open when you come home yeah, from work. perfect example. Because that's, in, you know, if you wave at your neighbor, get in the mail, maybe you walk on over and say, hey, Joe, like, how's your mm -hmm. small little steps? But again, over time and mm -hmm. that consistent, how can I be 1% better in my relationship with God, mm -hmm. with my family, with my neighbors? Yep. 
it compounds. Yeah, it's it does. good. It so, so I'm, I'm convicted right now just based on everything else that we talked about. Um, and it's good to verbalize it because when you verbalize it, you get held accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to say that when I'm with my kids, I will not look at my watch. Right. Because uh, okay. I have a hard time being. Mm-hmm. So sitting down because mm-hmm. um, you can't measure success in that moment. Right? right. You can't check off anything. You're just there. Mm-hmm. You're just right. present. Um, and maybe for some people, it's certainly for me. I mean, I'm in the habit all the time. Like, if you look at my calendar, it's fully booked, <laughs> back to back. Um, and so when I sit down with my kids, it's like a complete change of mm. tempo for my day. Mm-hmm. And I find myself looking at my watch. Can you just and, take it off um, your watch? Maybe that's what I need to just do, actually. Maybe I just need to and take it off. And lay on the kitchen counter and walk away from maybe it. Maybe like that's a signal to your body. Of and, like, yeah. and then you'll have the faux phantom buzzing on your wrist, which happens all, that's, keep going, I'm so oh, sorry, gosh. we're really getting off track here, I apologize, no, we're, take the risk, but we're not take off the look, watch, look at the sponsorships, <laughs> take off the wrist, cut the take hand off, off. Cut the hand off. Yeah. your hand goes, you just sit, Jesus says off. something about that, yeah, yeah he does, um, but even that simple act of, I don't have anything else coming up, Yeah. right, but, we're, but in my head I'm going, okay, I've been with them uh, for 15 minutes, I've been with them for 20 minutes, mm. and I'm even like feeding my ego, uh, by looking yeah. at my watch. It's okay. not about what's next necessarily, no. which it has been in the in the past, but now I'm like, oh, okay, yep. good for you, Steven. You yeah. know, and I'm creating a stupid list in my head. Sure. So I'm taking off my watch. That's Take it. it. That's off. my 1%. Just, okay? That's great. When Where do you normally home. hang out with your kids when you're home outside? I feel like you're outside all the time. Um, It's a bit of, it's a mix. Just throw it on the kitchen counter. Yeah. In a drawer. With my phone. That's and super you, interesting. And, but like, I'm curious on how much you still look at your wrist, though. This is just being a because podcast just, for Steven today. <laughs> That's fine. We'll each get our own, I'm sure. So he's got to take his watch off. i got to pray with Emily. Crap. Oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> sorry, Em. Yeah, it's right. sorry. I hope it's not awkward. I um, okay, so next time, uh, we're still going to be in Mark, but we've chunked up Mark. So we have memorable kind of movements in within Mark that we can, hopefully it'll help people kind of go back to things and help people remember. So this next section of Mark is going to be called the movement of a movement of misfits. We're kind of already kind of bridging into that, but um, the specific scripture is Mark 1, 35 to 45, if you want to read ahead. Um, and again, you can go to whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark and not only get those resources, but submit a question to us. Maybe, you know what you could even submit? It doesn't have to be a spiritual question. It could be a Anything. get to know you question mm-hmm. or a, hey, this happened to me. Hey, Mike or Sarah or Stephen, when you brought this thing up, it made me do this. Like, we would love to hear tell from you guys. 1%. Yeah, tell us mm-hmm. your 1%, tell us your stories. I agree. Um, if we were on YouTube, I would be like, drop it in the comments or whatever, but we're not. <laughs> we're not so. um, okay, so, and then just reminder, we've been talking about the whole time, but your discipleship question for this week, what is my next small step of obedience today or this week? However you want to, however you want to take it. Okay. So thanks. Good discussion, guys. Good vulnerability. Thanks so much. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.